The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Living Well with Ann Beal. Our show is a health show, a lifestyle show, and an empowerment show rolled into one. Get ready to hear some stories of success, healthy living tips, and suggestions to get motivated and live your best life. Now, here is your host, Ann Beal. Welcome to the kickoff of Living Well with Ann Beal. This is Ann Beal. And our guest today is Kristen Eichel. Kristen, how are you doing today? Welcome to the show. I'm doing excellently, Ann. Thank you so much. I'm glad to be here on your premiere show. I am so excited about it. Kristen, your credentials are so incredible. I'm just going to go over a few of them for our listeners. You are an empowerment speaker and mentor, and I'm excited about that because you are mentoring me, and that is so wonderful. (laughs) You're also a yoga and well-being expert, which, of course, is such a fascinating, uplifting, and powerful thing to be on the show today with those credentials because that's exactly the kind of thing that I love. You are the author of book, the book, Initiate. When did you write that book? I wrote that book earlier this year. And actually, it's funny because I've written several books, but that was the first one that I self-published. So it was the one that really needed to come out the, the, the earliest, I think, because everybody has stories to tell about who they are and why they are in this moment in their life. And I think that whether the medium is a book or television or radio show, it's important to speak your truth and it's important to open up the dialogue as to what is important for you so therefore you can find who else in the world has commonalities to share with you. And it really, I think, is a way to build our communities. Well, the name itself, Initiate, you know, it excited me because I thought, Initiate, that's exactly what I'm doing right now. And, exactly. Um, so- <laughs> we do. We come to moments of initiation. I've been a, working in the field of shamanism for many, many years in North and South American shamanism, and we all come to thresholds of initiation. And it's oftentimes only in hindsight that we recognize what a powerful initiation that might have been. At the moment, it might have felt like a breakdown. And yet, when we get through the breakdown and come to the breakthrough, we find that we've gained so much power. We've gained strength. We've gained clarity. We've gained perspective. And we then have a sense of of fortitude and gratitude to bring forward. And so, really, anytime we do something that is a little dangerous, a little scary, maybe a little bit dirty, and we're on the edge and we're frightened, we're coming to the edge of our initiation. And so that practice of the groundedness, the clarity, the yoga, the Reiki, the hypnotherapy, the massage, the cranial sacral work, the the Kung Fu, whatever it is that you have that you bring to your process as tools, help you to pass through that initiation with flying colors. Isn't that true? You know, I I think of all of initiating and everything that you just said, when you look back, usually defining moments, you don't see them when they're happening. I, I do think that I know this is a defining moment for me. But most of the time, defining moments are when you look back and you realize, wow, that really was a defining moment in my life. Um, 
Precisely. And, you know, a lot of times you can't see them, but Initiate is an exciting name, and I just assume that's what the book is about. Can you tell us a little more about it? Well, it is about that, and it's because I see myself as an initiate. And I see that those people that I work with, much like you, come to these moments where they are the initiate. They are seeking a breakthrough. And when we take that sense of power back for ourselves and we take the reins of our life instead of being buffeted about by the the winds willy-nilly all over the field, but when you really plant your roots and you really decide where your core strength is going to come from, you then become the initiator of your own life. And that truly is the point. So in the book, it's not just recollections and stories of how I got to be who I am today. The journey that I went through, and that's why the subtitle is From Supermodel to Shaman to Awesome, it it really chronicles this flow of life that, that I was a part of. But it also then gives practical meditations and practical experience ideas to think about how do you cultivate yourself as becoming awesome. Because truly... Selfishly, I want to live on a planet with awesome people. I don't want to live on a planet with subpar humans, right? We all want to have strong, empowered, impassioned relationships, connected, uh, responsible situations with people in the world, with our work, with our creativity, with our families. And if we are choosing to hold ourselves to a higher standard, we do better. We work harder, and we love deeper. We have a deeper connection to the world around us. Wow. Yeah, not only did you go from supermodel to shaman to awesome, you also did some incredible things that would totally um, give you the credentials to write such a book. You were also, you've, t- you've hosted numerous TV shows, and I- I've just been blown away. You have um, a show on the Oprah Network called My Own Time. Is that show still going on? No, that show we did a couple of years ago, and it was a wonderful program because it was very It was actually like the perfect program for me because it was everything to do with living the life that you would hope and dream for. And I truly love uh, Oprah Winfrey, and it was a a pleasure working with her network and and finding these ways that we could really help to hold that little corner of something yummy and juicy for people to look forward to within themselves, whether it's food or or, or supporting your community through a cause, um, getting married, having children, supporting your family and loved ones or really even just finding ways to support yourself in terms of giving yourself those moments. Because I, I personally believe that we spend more energy and more time taking care of our pets than we do of our bodies. <laughs> we, we put our, so You're laughing there, right? We spend more energy and our time on everything else around us except ourselves. And yet Which? your vehicle is the one that's going to carry you from the birth to the grave, <laughs> and it's the only one you got, and you have to right. be kind and loving to it because it's exactly. this beautiful self-replicating machine that really needs input on your part in order to maximize its opportunities. Wow. And you also have done e, been a host on E! Entertainment. Yes, I had a show on E! I was a VH1 VJ for many years. Yes. I had a show for many years on Court TV. And so all of these different programs have helped to hone me as an individual, but also to to open my eyes to some really phenomenal people. I've been blessed to do some fantastic interviews. And you are just the next in the list, my dear Ann Beale. So tell me, why does Ann Beale want to be on the radio? What is this beautiful voice and this beautiful vision that you want to share? Well, I had a TV show um, for a long time, and um, I wanted to bring that to radio because it reaches more people. And... Um, my desire 
is similar to yours because of your history, which really excited me about you being on the show. Um, I also am fascinated with people and I love people and I am a very curious soul. So I love learning about people. Um, And so for me, with my past, I have just admired people, um, watched them and learned from them. And I've had the incredible opportunity to know, work with, be mentored by, taught, you name it, to hang around some really incredible, great people. Um, Very blessed by that and watching them and learning from them and listening to them. I have been able to really live the life that most people would probably call a dream. I love life. I love what I do. And I've come a long ways to really hone those skills that I learned from each and every one of those people in my life. And I, because of that, I I didn't really realize, um, I mean, I just thought everyone did that. And I have learned over time, there are lots of different kinds of people. There are lots of different tools and insights, little tidbits I picked up from each person that really contributes to all the things that I'm able to do. And um, I want to pass that on. I want to pass that on by interviewing some of the most, you know, some high profile, successful people, people that have lived life well, in all areas um, that are successful in all, you know, in all different areas and do the same thing with them. Get that insight, get that tidbit, get that little bit that they want to pass on about what they've learned to do or not do and have my listeners learn. Let me ask you about that because you just said something very powerful that I think uh, bears a deeper investigation. When you say the word successful, what does that Mm -hmm. mean to you? Well, to me, it probably means um, a little different than it does to most people. I um, actually look for joy in their life, um, a happiness, um, a fulfillment And I think that most people tend to look at what they have or what they do. I really kind of look around that to see who they are and how they feel and what they've learned. And, you know, they they are all successful, not only by the way they look. And and that's one of the reasons I want to interview them. I'm not only going to interview people that look successful. I'm going to interview people that I have gotten and seen and gotten to know and are successful. Like I have a father of eight kids and he works two full-time jobs. (laughs) Which is, I mean, remarkable. It's remarkable. Remarkable. You know, and 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 it hasn't completely collapsed in a ball of goo of exhaustion. It's gone on and on and on, and and yet he's close to his kids, so how does that happen? Um, Professional athletes who are good fathers and yet travel seven months out of the year. And so I'm just looking and speaking to all different kinds of people that are successful in their own way in their life. Uh, I look at happiness. I look at being close to family, um, fulfillment, all those kinds of things that people really yearn for. People, what I have had people say to me, which has always have been surprising to me, is how did you do this? How is it that you are so happy in what you do? And I have changed over the years. You know, I started out as a math major (laughs) and an engineer and eventually um, a life, you know, life coach and counselor and on my own counseling and health and wellness clinic uh, called Life Solutions. And um, I live not far from there. And so just my life, uh, what came to me so naturally, I want to pass on so that people can see it. So success really means different things. And I think people have learned that um, and will really enjoy hearing from these people. 
I think you're absolutely right because we are always fascinated by the template or the roadmap that other people have placed before us. Not that we're going to necessarily walk their path, but that there are steps along the way that aid in the journey. And I think that really, when you're becoming a trailblazer, when you, when you are coming to those initiations, it is helpful to know that other people have also done their own version of this. And I think that also causes a community to feel less alone. Right. I, I think also, um, I, you know, you learn over time that people carry their own pain. Yeah. Um, and everyone has that. Everyone has negative talk which influences their self-esteem and influences whether it holds them back or not and uh, from their dreams. The people that I'll be talking to have achieved a lot of their dreams even though they have negative talk. And I, how do they overcome that negative talk or that emotional pain or that chronic pain that holds a lot of people back? And so learning how to overcome that really is very important. And, it'd be, and so, you know, I know that everyone needs to know that. And well, at life, go ahead. No, yes. no, I was. I, I, I'm so excited by what you're saying because when you're talking about the negative talk, uh, mm-hmm. I, I just, I really, really reflect upon the fact that most people think, oh, well, that person's got it made. They don't, they don't lie awake at two in the morning and have that tape in their head like I do. Mm. But that's clearly the truth for everybody. That we always have to watch out for the self sabotage in our conversation in our own heads. Right. You know, Dr. Daniel Amen from the book, um, and he talks about it in lots of his different books, um, Change Your Brain, Change Your Life, Change Your Brain, Change Your Body. <laughs> I mean, he's a neurologist, psychiatrist, an incredible man. And he calls it ants, automatic, automatic negative thoughts, um, basically explaining that everything that we tell ourselves is not true. The automatic negative thoughts, which he calls ants, are lies that the brain tells us. Uh, and they're there. Um, it's smaller there's a huge logical, rational brain in there that can achieve unbelievable, incredible things and is really unstoppable if you can minimize those negative thoughts, um, the false beliefs or limiting beliefs that people have. And so over time, that has been my real passion to maximize people. Um, it ended up being really funny. I did the Strength Finders um, business kind of a test by Tom Rath, and it my my top five strengths came out as empathy and maximizer and strategic and um, positivity and I thought and woo and those were all things that I thought you know they kind of go together for my passion which is maximizing of people and in order to do that I'm very aware um, which is why I started the life solutions coaching and counseling with a chiropractor nutritionist life coaches counselors to try to help remove both emotional pain and physical pain, whatever it is that's holding them back, so that you can truly maximize them to their full potential. You can't just look at the spiritual or the emotional. You also have to look at the physical because so many people have chronic pain. Well, I I really do believe that we start with the body and we end with the spiritual, or we start with the spiritual and we end with the body, but they are a continuum. It's like almost as if they're different densities of the same frequency of you. And so if you have something that's going on in your past, for example, it is going to influence your present unless you have captured that energy back for yourself, if you will. Unless you have pulled those parts of your mind that keep going back to that trauma from 15 years ago or 35 years ago, 
and you pull that back into the moment, you're still going to be experiencing that as physical pain in your body, as emotional pain in your heart, and as actual pain in your relationships around you. Right, and and I definitely um, think that a lot of that has to do with um, how you were brought up and talked to as a child. You know, I was very fortunate. Um, I had a very encouraging mother and grandmother, very positive. And I, you know, it took me years to realize that, what a um, legacy they left me in that. And so I don't have as much negative talk as a lot of people. And um, over the years, I've really come to see how beneficial and crucial that's been to you know, how I feel about myself and how brave I am like to even do this show. I mean, I tend to not have the fear that, um, but I can get in trouble with that too. <laughs> I can do, you know, like, sure, I can do it and then crash and burn. <laughs> well, that's how we learn, right? We, we step out onto the precipice and then discover we have wings. Yeah, that's been my learning. Yeah, very much. I'm definitely a risk taker, which is quite exciting. Well, there's there's the calculated risk, which is something very safe, like going out and doing a radio show. Then there's the you know the climbing Kilimanjaro blindfolded risk, which is a different thing. Yeah, no, I don't do that. Um, but it's but it's true. We do have a great deal of fear coming up into new experiences that oftentimes would normally not threaten life and limb, but they do threaten our emotional sense of stability or our mental sense of stability. So we have to become stronger in order to get outside of that box. So. Uh, I know we're going to have to go to commercial in a minute, so when we come back, can we discuss some of these tools, some of these techniques, some of these ideas that might cause us to let go of some of these limiting self-beliefs and get through that pain and get into a stronger sense of self and perception? Yeah, let's get rid of chronic pain. That'll be great. Would that be great? That'll be great. I'm sure a lot of your listeners would appreciate that. Yes. Thank you, Kristen. And, um I, I look forward to that. So let's go to commercial. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You may know how to make money, but do you know how to manage it and make it work for you? That's where the Financial You Radio Show comes in. Host Annette Rayner and her guests will show you how to keep your financial future in check. Money matters in just about every part of your life. Doesn't matter if you work for a Fortune 500 company or the neighborhood store. Your financial goals can be realized. Listen for The Financial You every Wednesday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel because your money matters. What makes you the best you can be? Is it money? Is it success? Maybe it's love, a good career, home and family. Could it be a bit of all of these things? Be the best you can be with Dr. Linda Sanicola, along with her featured guests, will bring you the tools that could be the answer to the questions you've been asking. You'll get to the root of some of the problems that have been keeping you from being the best you can be and tackle them head on. Listen every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, noon Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. How do you achieve balance in your life? Is it when everything runs in perfect alignment with each other, time, money, and life? You can keep everything in nearly perfect balance. Listen for Be Mighty with K.D. Marley, which is made up of two people, K. Mar and D. Lee. 
The hosts have worked with small business owners to find the best and most systematic way of tracking both time and money in order to achieve work-life balance to their advantage. The show can help you, too. Listen Fridays at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. We're on Facebook, along with some of the greatest minds of the world, and that includes you. Visit us on Facebook at Voice America Empowerment. You are listening to Living Well with Ann Beal. We'd love to hear from you with comments and questions about the show. Please send us an email to ablivingwell at gmail.com. That's ablivingwell at gmail.com. Now, back to this week's show. Welcome back. It's Chris and Michael, and I'm actually interviewing the fabulous Ann Beal. And when we left before commercial, we were discussing about pain and that sense of limitation and what does it take to step outside of your comfort zone. And Ann, I know you have a lot of experience with athletes and athletics. How do athletes and people with that kind of disposition overcome their own limitations and pain? I must say that um, one of the greatest experiences of my life that I didn't really realize um, how it contributed to my self-esteem was athletics. I was, uh, well, I'm the youngest of a family of six, four brothers that uh, I tried to stay caught up with, just admired them and tried to go everywhere with them and, you know, take every tidbit of information from them. Um, I never really had a lot of time alone, so I always in, was in some kind of sports. And so um, name it, the sport, I probably de- even play a lot of it today. Uh, gymnastics was one of the things that I spent most of my time doing, though, and um, even lived with my coach for a while. So the thing in gymnastics is a lot of people get hurt. Um, for me, it was my wrist. Uh, I had very weak wrist. And so um, some people was ankles. Um and uh, which is kind of funny because I have an ankle sprain right now. Um, and so just athletics gives you the ability to fail in small ways. It gives you the ability to succeed in small ways and big ways. And so I think a lot of ath- athletic people who were in athletics as a child are much more risk takers. They have a lot more self-esteem because they understand not only are they deriving things from their past that were emotional or, um, you know, uh, mental about how smart they were or anything like that. They also have the physical side. So there's just a lot more to looking back at their success and to give them more to uh, grab on to positive beliefs about themselves. And so athletics is such a great thing that way. I think it is, and I think it also builds up, if you will, a positive self-esteem bank account that you can come back to as you've gotten older, that you can can look at your achievements and say, oh, I did this, or oh, I experienced that, or oh, I moved through that place. It gives you a track record, literally, of what you have accomplished on a particular scale. But there are many people who would consider themselves not very physically athletic for a variety of reasons. And yet, what might be some of the benchmarks of that same mental space of athleticism that you could find in someone who's perhaps not a natural athlete? Well, what I always get them to do is to find positive anchors. Positive anchors are so important. These are times in their life that were blissful, um, where they felt really, really good. Uh, They felt glowing inside, and when they felt really light and... uh, 
it can be just a really, really good feeling. And I've had people look back and say, oh, when I was skateboarding, um, I was by myself. It was sunny. I was just it was a perfect day in every way for skateboarding. And I I was just on. And um, I've had people say horseback riding, um, a time with their grandpa in the garden. And learning from him or seeing the tomatoes or someone who is in business and they had a very successful speech or in high school and they got um, an A in a class that they thought they weren't going to pass. Any, anything like that for a successful moment um, when they felt really good about themselves. So that is one kind of positive anchor. I also have them pull out positive anchors for relaxation and feeling really at peace and that glowing calmness where they feel really good. And some people have gone back to sitting by a river at their grandparents' house and how peaceful it felt. Um, some people talk about being by the beach and um, hearing the ocean or, or the rain in the uh, country, you know, or in the woods. And so positive anchors are so important, you know, and the athletes can pull from that. Um, there's all different ways to pull from your past for positive anchors that really every time you start feeling down about yourself, which, of course, the more you feel down about yourself, the more the body can uh, start hurting. So um, you can start feeling good about yourself by having these set positive anchors, two or three that you always think of. And it immediately brings you because the brain immediately starts, stops the chemical that was making you feel bad and immediately starts pumping out endorphins and dopamine and, and um, serotonin so you feel better. Immediately. Ab- it's amazing. Yeah, it's absolutely true. It's, it's an important connector to be back in the feeling space. And as a yogi, this is one of the things that we discuss a lot. <laughs> and as a hypnotherapist as well, going back into those moments um, where you can recreate that feeling. Once you feel it, Feel it in your body, not just think it abstractly, but you have that sensational feeling in your body. You remember it. You then recreate it in your body. Your brain doesn't know that it's not a new experience. Your brain is experiencing it as if it were really happening again in real time. So we get to experience our wedding day. We get to experience the birth of our children. We get to experience emotionally and chemically in our bodies that yummy, delicious feeling over and over and over again. And it does produce those wonderful chemicals. And also, that then helps to deal with people who have chronic pain and depression. It becomes like a feedback loop. You want right. to sit and stew in the negative and cause more of that negative energy to come up, which, of course, causes you to want to create more negative. It becomes its own addiction. Right. You and, have and, you that know, I positive think that... feedback loop you then get that positive positive hit. But you do need help and support in that. It's difficult to do it alone. Well, and the more that you do it, the more it becomes natural. And and with life coaching, that is why I just fell in love with life coaching so much. Um, I do do enjoy counseling. It's just very different. You're helping people when they're in crisis to get through that crisis. Uh, The great thing is coaching is always there later once they're through the crisis. But life coaching itself, the whole premise is to remove those stumbling blocks that get in the way um, from their goal. To help, you know, and some people maybe they try to diet for over and over and over, which, you know, I have lots of friends, we've all done that. And so, how far do you get? Often it's the same place every time, five weeks or six weeks. Every time I try, I only make it that far. Well, I know it's a limiting belief, a stumbling block in some way from their past that gets in the way. And where it's formed, I don't know. We figure that out um, and we rewire it. We 
as you say, change the loop to be a positive feedback loop, an encouraging feedback loop, a believable, empowering feedback loop so that they, instead of having the, uh, I can only, I, I fail every time, whatever it is that they say, we change that and um, make it to where they say the positive. And, and for me, of course, I know how important that is because I have really learned what I say to myself and um, how I've come far. And, and often I think back when I really try to analyze, you know, I'm, I am, um, <laughs> I really work back and think, you know, I failed and I was terrified so many times in athletics, uh, especially like, you know, softball. I, I tried baseball, okay, because I had brothers, but I kept striking out. They threw the ball so fast. <laughs> I was so little. And they really didn't want me to play as a girl, and I just really kept trying. And so, that, you know, they finally moved me over to softball. I could hit the softball. But, stay, yeah. get, you know, get, getting yeah. up there to try to hit with all the boys watching, trying to prove that I was as tough as them. I was terrified. Right. I was just so terrified. And so in, you know, in gymnastics, um, my coach would say, you know, throw the hamping, the, you know, round up, I can spring back flip and do it with a twist and I'll catch you. Right. And I would just kind of, you know, when I was younger, would just take off without even thinking and throw it. But one time he did not catch me because he started talking to somebody. And that one time, just that one time out of, I don't know. He was my coach for years, you know, thousands, I don't know, hundreds of times. That one time after that, it affected me that I would look at him and he'd go, come on, darling, you can do it. And then I would be okay, you know, that come on, dar- come on, darling. And to this day, that comment, come on, come on, darling, you can do it. Effect, you know, it just gives me this b- belief. And I, I have to think back, you know what, because Every time after that, he went out of his way to make sure to never get distracted for years following. So he never, ever dropped me again. And so, but, but I was young. And so, you know, I think about where does stuff come from in me that gives me the ability? Most people just say, hey, come on, get over it or whatever. They tell people and they don't even think about what caused them to be able to do that. A lot of people haven't had those experiences. So we help them have those experiences by talking through it, re-looping it, reformatting it, rewiring it. And it's so powerful. And um, that is what a lot of people in my past have done for me, that I really want to show people that they can do it as well. What you're talking about there is, is really quite beautiful and quite profound. I want to loop back to it for a second. That sense of trust was broken. Yes. There was a sense of trust that was broken. Mm-hmm. And as a result of that, you then lost confidence in yourself and you then had to question your belief in your ability to be able to do something that you knew cognitively you could have done a thousand times. But that moment of trust, once it was broken, it took effort and time and committed practice between you and your coach to bring it back. And that really is also part of what's beautiful is that sense of the community support. If your coach had blown it off or made an excuse Hmm. and had not owned up to the fact that he was distracted, then your trust may not have come back quite as strong. And his Hmm. feedback to say, yes, you know, I'm here for you now. I will never let you down. I got this. Let's go. Gave you the power to overcome it. And I would say that there are probably many people that you've worked with who didn't have that kind of instant support, instant feedback, so that their sense of trust and confidence was broken. And it's taken them perhaps many, many, many years to find a new way to discuss that. That is a beautiful thing when you get to go back and rewire that moment of trust and see that they are safe and sound now. 
Right. It, it, it is amazing. You know, so much of my, because I was in the gym a lot, um, my growing up was different than my siblings um, in a lot of ways. And so I am very different from them in a lot of ways. They probably think I'm so strange, but <laughs> I, uh, I do have this um, very simple way of looking at things. And I think that's because of where I was in the gym a lot. And a lot of my learning about life was basically how my coach treated me, how the other um, gymnasts treated me. We had a very close bond. Um, so I was pretty naive going out into the world, but I think the naiveness attracted people to me, you know, because I really did look at things very simple. I hadn't been harmed that much, you know, and so I, I um, but I was very naive. And uh, my my bond with my coach was an incredible bond. And um, he, he was different than the coaches now that you hear about, you know. He wasn't, he was um, firm, but loving. And, um, and, you know, it's a it's a small world, so that things are real simple. They either work or they don't work. They're either good or bad, and uh, he either catches you or you don't. So you, um, you know, for me, I was terrified after he dropped me because it hurt. I got hurt. It, it terrified me, and um, so to be able to overcome that over time had a, a whole lot to do with him and the way he treated me and, and changed. And so uh, taking all that and applying it to life, once people are hurt. Um, or let down it can it is weird how our psyche kind of blames it on ourself um a lot of times that even though you know for me who he was talking to well why would he do that why would he have talked to her am i not as important blah 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 you know what so what your brain can do to you to try to make up for believing that my coach was a bad person or that he didn't care about me or whatever um our brain tries to Mm, alter truth so that we mm-hmm. can live with it. Categorize it, yeah. Mm-hmm. Make it easy to understand. Absolutely. But you have had that experience for your own self now, which I know because I, I've spent some time with you and you're such an empathetic and kind person, that that empathy and that support for your clients and for your practice and for the people in your community is what helps them to rebuild their own sense of trust. Yes, and, and, you know, we've made an incredible impact in the community. Um, I, I, I do 100% do things differently than other counselors or life coaches, um, and I've taught the people that work with me. We um, try to get people well fast. We um, concentrate on the whole body, not just, you know, when they come for counseling or even life coaching. I'm not just looking at... Um, what they say emotionally, I'm looking at them as a whole person, spiritually, physically, emotionally, their family system. I actually studied fam. I have a master's in family life education and I have a master's in family counseling, which people are like, you got two masters? Like what? Um, Because I really wanted to, growing up in the family that I I was in, I learned a lot about family dynamics and I knew it was so important. Like one of my brothers, you know, had trouble as a kid and it was the whole way the family handled him in different ways that affected him, either good or bad. So learning about family systems, I look at people that walk in their whole system, whether it's who they live with, and how that whole thing is being affected. So we deal with the body so that we have a hydrotherapy heated bed for people for their pain, chronic pain, physical pain. We have a nutritionist who can check out their body and do hair analysis, anything like that that they need to find out if they're deficient. Usually if they have chronic pain, they are. Um, But other kinds of, you know, depression or weight gain, and you know, we try to deal with that. Uh, 
Dr. Wallach, who I learned from 100% Believes, that weight gain is a mineral deficiency. Um, we have horses, and so, you know, I've been on the farm off and on my whole life, and um, we always know that if one of the animals is gaining weight, you put a mineral block in the field. And so applying that to people, not to call people animals, but um, just well, learning. We are that. animals. We, we are. We are. And so part of it is just to pass that on to there's so much people don't know about the simple things in the body and the simple things they can do to feel better quick. And, of course, our techniques for counseling and coaching, because I've combined, even when I just do counseling with people, I combine coaching techniques because, you know, they don't want to be in there for years. You know, they want they come in with a goal and they want to get there and get better. And so, you know, we, we do do it differently. So we have impacted the community quite heavily. Well, it is important to kind of get in and get out and take care of our stuff so we can be powerful in our lives. When we come back from the break, let's do this beautiful exercise that you have planned for us in order to help people who want to deal with chronic pain. Great. I'd love to. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Want more positivity in your life? Are you ready to get healthy, happy, and energized? Join the Stella Donna Goddess Gals, Cynthia Bryan, and Heather Brittany for a power hour of stimulating, supportive conversation on Star Style. Be the star you are. A lineup of best-selling authors, celebrities, and experts join the effervescent mother-daughter dynamic duo in this upbeat, positive, life-changing talk radio playground. Star Style, Be the Star You Are, Wednesdays, 4 to 5 p.m. Pacific, 7 to 8 p.m. Eastern, on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Lend us your ears. It's power time. Are you ready to move to your next level? Listen for Empowering Women, Transforming Lives with host Rebecca Hall Greider. Each show will focus on a central topic with discussion, guests, and your questions being featured. Our show is perfect for women who feel a call in their heart to step out in a bigger, more powerful way in their life and just need some encouragement, inspiration, and practical steps to support them on their journey. Empowering Women, Transforming Lives can be heard live every Wednesday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Empowerment. Are you living your dream yet? If not, then why not? Everyone has a greatness inside of them to achieve what they deserve in their lives. But how do you find the motivation to get started? Tune in to Your Authentic Life with host Susan Cranston. Susan's advice, along with expert guests, will help you improve your relationships, start or change your career, and achieve the seemingly unattainable goal. Listen live every Wednesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. You are listening to Living Well with Ann Beal. We'd love to hear from you with comments and questions about the show. Please send us an email to ablivingwell at gmail.com. That's ablivingwell at gmail.com. Now, back to this week's show. Welcome back. It's Krista Michael, and I'm speaking to the phenomenal Ann Beal. And Ann, we were discussing how pain and fear and limitations and really that sense of ownership of ourselves 
can become these pathways to, to a new sense of discovery. And I know that you work with this a lot. What has been your own journey about learning about pain and limitation and how that can help people? Well, goodness, gosh. I think more than anything, when I think about um, being athletically fit and all it does for me as far as self-esteem and focus and not being afraid to take risk and all those things, more than that, when I look back, one of the most important things that I really have had to work hardest on, more than anything else for health, has been not letting my anger go inward and start causing bitterness and resentment. And um, definitely don't turn it on myself because it starts breaking your body down and causing chronic pain. And, uh, and as well, ruining relationships becomes you become not a, a, a nice, wonderful, happy person. You become a negative, more angry person um, outwardly and inwardly. Doctor, I can't think of his name right now. It's killing me. There is a book called uh, uh, Deadly Emotions. And um, this book basically was written by a heart doctor who was so concerned because people's, all their physical ailments uh, attributed to usually emotions turned inward, the deadly ones that really start breaking your body down until you get high blood pressure and you get diabetes and all these things, right? And so that is probably the thing I work at the, the most and try to teach people. It's one of the biggest things I try to teach people is you've got to let it out. And, you know, I mean, they, they are people who don't like inappropriate anger, and I totally understand that. But there are very appropriate ways. Um, people who go outward with their anger, they, they do damage others. <laughs> they don't damage themselves, though, physically. And so I, there is a happy medium that I want them to achieve so that they can feel good. So that's one of my huge goals is to I help. Think- I think that's really very powerful. Um, again, in the yogic perspective, we would say it's about speaking your truth. Yes. So the truth might be, I'm concerned with this attitude or behavior that I'm experiencing in this relationship with this other person. So mm-hmm. addressing it appropriately forestalls the need to come to anger. Yes, the anger does. would turn inwards if you decide to not say something. I should have stood up for myself. I should have said that thing. I can't believe I... That's when we start to brew and stew and become resentful because we're not letting our truth out. And exactly as you said, if we were just to vent and, and sort of spew anger all over the room, that's a nasty, messy cleanup that, again, might break trust, which may take a long time to heal. So the happy medium would then be identifying inside of yourself when you feel this unwellness or this stirring of uncomfortability, giving language to it. I feel this. One of the things that I think is really amazing, Anne, is that so many people don't know the difference between a thinking and a feeling, right. and they confuse the two constantly. And huh. yes, once you do. become adept at pulling those two pieces apart, you can then become adept in speaking clearly about it so that it doesn't have to turn into depression or resentfulness or this great need to, to vent. Right, and you know, it's interesting how it comes out in different people. You know, some people, they look angry, they sound angry. Some people, they don't even know they're angry. I mean, they're just such nice, really quiet people, and they are brewing inside, you know. And I I have a lot of people that come for grief recovery. Um, When grief is lingering, it is usually because they are angry, you know, and and you can see why they would be angry at someone or something or God or anything, you know, and so... I know how important it is to get them to where they can process that. And so I, um, I, I had trouble 
with that. That was the area for me. I was a pleaser. I wanted people to like me. I loved people. I loved being around people probably because I was in such a big family. I never got time alone. And so, and I, you know, I wanted to be around people and I wanted them to like me. And if there was one person who didn't like me, it was, you know, and I didn't, honestly, I didn't have people. They, most people loved me, but every now and then there's that one person who just hated me in a way, you know, and so it would wear on me. I would do, you know, I worked for MSA Dun and Bradstreet and, um, did speaking, teaching on, on the computer software that they bought and used. And so they could give me great reviews out of a, you know, a class of 50. I would have great reviews, but I'd get that one that was negative and it would just kill me. And so I was not very good, of course, if you want people to like you, to tell someone um, I was unhappy about something or I didn't like something because it terrified me. But, you know, working with um, EDS and Ross Pro and a lot of the things in those and Dun & Bradstreet and MSA, what they do is it's just so great. Uh, at the time, I, I didn't like it, I'll admit. They put me through Dale Carnegie training, um, speaking, and um, just a lot of uh, they, they taught me conflict resolution with different kinds of people. And these were business skills that I had no idea that it worked so well in the, you know, in the world, you know, how to resolve conflict. But depending on the person is how you come to them. So for me, um, like, you know, if it was a CEO, you don't come to them about, you know, being hot or being crowded in the building or things like that. You have to come to them about fire codes, uh, things that really affect them as a CEO. And so, you know, learning all these things, they were just gems for the world and um, realizing how like so easily I applied those to people to be able to come to them in a way when I was getting angry. I, I tell you, I have to do it within two weeks. I've learned that. I try to do it sooner. I don't go past two weeks because I know for me it builds up over time. And, you know, an angry woman is not a very fun, loving, wonderful person to be around. <laughs> Well, absolutely, and and I think that brewing and harboring on anything, I try to not go to bed with it. I try to I try to deal with it in the moment as quickly as possible. But you're right; sometimes it takes a while to identify and let it come up to the surface, which I believe is a big reason why journaling or writing to oneself or having a, a daily meditative practice in some way where you listen to yourself helps you to identify that you're harboring something that you might not even have known is there. And I know that you wanted to get in a moment where. We could use some of these beautiful and powerful yes. tools that you have. So what do you got on the plate for us today, and how can we help your listeners? Well, okay. Um, Dr. Wallet, Dr. Glidden, Dr. Amen, they've all affected my life immensely. And so let me just tell you straightforward what the takeaway for the chronic pain is, because I'm sure people just want to know that, right? Tell me what to do. Um, let me tell you what I tell them. 90 essential minerals. They're essential because our body does not make them, so we have to put them in our body. Um, that's the vitamins, minerals, amino acids, and EFAs. I'm going to start with um, the EFAs. Those are, you know, um, they have so many names, and I don't know why they're, you know, essential fatty acids. They're omega-3s. So fish oils, borage yeah. oil, evening primrose oils, yes. Flaxseed oil, any of those. But the um, that you need three, six, and nine. Um, the body makes some of the nine, just not all of the nine. And so, yes, omega-3, 6, and 9s. Um, some people call them triple omegas. You've got to get them in your body. If you have them in your body, the cholesterol in your body can work appropriately. Instead of storing up in the arteries as, you know, plaque, which no one likes, the cholesterol attaches to the EFA molecule, and it travels through the whole body so that it gets rid of any of the joint pain. 
Okay, so number one, EFAs are so important. So fish oil, number one, if you can't have fish oil, you can't stomach fish oil. There's barrage oil, flaxseed oil, all the different kinds of oils. Really, even if you just get one tablespoon of sunflower seeds and one tablespoon of pumpkin seeds every day, you put them in a smoothie or you eat them is the best way to get it. If not, then use supplements, uh, triple omegas. you got to have all three. So that's why I say triple omegas or EFAs. You just You'll see them packaged, so important. Calcium is um, if you it's amazing if you have one of these essential nutrients that you're deficient in all these diseases happen with um, chronic pain arthritis it's uh, you know itis means inflammation it's an inflammation of the joints so any medical term with itis on the end means inflammation it's that simple so if you have inflammation you need EFAs and you need calcium. Now you've gone a really long time without calcium, so you need high grade calcium. And I want to make sure it absorbs. So I would definitely make sure to have liquid gummies or powder, uh, not tablets. Not tablets. There's so many. It's um, hard to absorb. That's true. And right, and you don't to know take calcium with vitamin C. Right, they have a better absorption if they're combined together. Right, and when you buy calcium, you'll see that they have other things. You've got to have, and most people don't know, to absorb vitamins, you've got to have minerals. So they do have those in there. When you buy uh, any single vitamin, it always has some minerals and, excuse me, some things in there so that it absorbs better. Uh, But, yeah, the tablets I, I I wouldn't do. Now, this is the thing. Dr. Wallach says he is the one who's nominated for the Nobel Prize in Nutrition. He has his books in the Smithsonian. He is an incredible man on nutrition. Um, He talks about the body. You know, people say you are what you eat. Well, he says that's not true. You are what you absorb. And, of course, I've taken that and run with that in so many different ways. But you are what you absorb. So I want you to absorb the calcium. Um, you can uh, go to, there's Dr. Wallach tells you all about the nutrients and all about what happens if you don't get these and your body starts breaking down. And, the, you know, I can't give you a CD to listen to and you can't hear him like I do, but you can go to healthanswers101.com. That's www.healthanswers101.com. And you can listen to his uh, different sections on the greatest lecture that's ever been recorded for all the nutrients, uh, Dead Doctors Don't Lie. Um, and I try to find information for my clients. Um, a lot of people, when they have their lectures, are boring. Okay, they hearing about nutrients or hearing about it just gets boring. They're monotone. I, Dr. Wallach is hilarious. He doesn't mean to be, but he talks about all 90 nutrients, and he's just funny. And so that's the best place to learn about what I've been telling you today. Um, and then if any of his products, you can go to his website, deaddoctorsdontlie.com, Um to buy any products you want. But let me tell you, the, the fastest thing that has worked for our clients, I mean, we have clients, I mean, that have gotten rid of their chronic pain. And I have a lady who had back pain, leg pain down her leg, and foot pain, and toe pain. And within 10 days on the Healthy Start Pack, her, her pain was gone. And so, you know, I've had clients two weeks. For me, that my journey was I was actually on – um, and I can't think of it right now. I was on, uh, we have Native Americans in our family. Um, my husband's, my husband's family as well. And so they have products for, and a lot of them are mixtures of calcium and different things. And so I started off taking that for my hormonal, emotional, not so nice stuff. <laughs> I started getting that way and it took it away. But what I didn't realize is my my, um, carpal tunnel, cause you know, I have weak wrist. My carpal tunnel went away in, uh, two weeks. 
I was so stunned. I mean, I can't tell you carpal tunnel if people know it. It is so painful. You wake up in the middle of the night, your arm hurts, your hand hurts and everything. So I thought it was the supplements. Um, I eventually just didn't reorder fast enough. And so I had like five days when I was without it. And the pain, the carpal tunnel pain came back so bad that I was like a drug addict looking for the stuff. And so <laughs> it was bad. For your vitamins yeah. And yeah. And so um, the best thing for me um, you know, I started looking around for other things because what I was taking was pretty expensive. And I really couldn't relay it to my clients as suggestions because it was so expensive. But uh, Dr. Wallet came out with high-grade affordable products that uh, it's amazing if you try to buy them at the, any health food store. Of course, you can. The, the problem is trying to find the, the um, percentage of each product in there. But um, the Healthy Start Pack, which is, has the bone and joint pack. Uh, it's the 90 nutrients, the EFAs, the amino acids, the minerals. Um, those are the most important things. So if you just get the healthy star pack, your pain goes away. If you just get the vitamins, minerals, amino acids, and EFAs, your pain goes away. Okay? If I minimize it and you don't do the healthy star pack and instead you're just, oh, I only want to be concerned about my this pain right now, um, chronic pain and no other deficiency, calcium, high grade, and EFAs. Those are the two things that will take your pain away. I think that it's important definitely to have these, these healthy nutrients put back into our bodies as we, we, we truly know that we don't eat enough healthy nutrients of a com- combination of fruits and vegetables, all the colors of the rainbow on the right. plate, right? And, and an oversaturation of, of animal protein can certainly cause deficiencies in the body. But when combined that also with a healthy mental state, you can then override even pain that might be due to injuries or might be due to other factors that uh, even the most calcium-rich diet might not actually address. When you come into that healthy mind state, you then have the resources and the trust in your journey for yourself to also assist yourself in overcoming this pain. Right. You know, and, and it feels so good. It feels so good to eat well. The tough thing is you can't always get all the nutrients you need in your food anymore because they only have farmers put three minerals in the food. They used to put all 60, so they don't anymore. So, you know, it's sad because the kids today don't get what we got when we were younger. So it can be very hard. And, you know, in such a short time, I yes, of course, people's diet. In this way, though, if they want to get rid of their chronic pain quickly. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, honestly, the all, all over health, the all all over diet, whichever one can work for them. We do work for that. We do work on that. And um, of course, I really try to apply that in my life. It makes it so much easier, you know, to feel good. And when you feel good physically, you feel good emotionally. And so that is one of the things that I have so learned and wanted to um, make sure that everyone got, got, uh, you know, what I teach about chronic pain. Um, And I, you know, where they get this, the um, nutrients, I don't, it doesn't matter to me. Some people actually do pretty, really well with their food. They're very self-disciplined people. (laughs) Well, it does help, it does help to have that sense of discipline because like anything else, that's going to get you through the the tricky spots and and help you to come out as a winner on top. And I am so grateful to have this opportunity to spend time with you today. Thank you so much for inviting me to be part of your show. And I think that your listeners are certainly going to be gaining a wealth of knowledge from your wonderful variety and background and expertise. Thank you so much. Well, thank you. I am so excited you were on today. And it's so cool having you interview me like I'm going to interview others. Thank you so much for tuning in to my kickoffs session episode with Kristen Eichel for my first session of Living Well with Ann Beal. Thank you for joining me for the kickoff of Living Well. 
That was so much fun. Join in next week to hear me back with Virginia Woodruff, a filmmaker, director, and producer. This is Ann Beal, and I will meet you back here on Living Well. Thank you again for joining us. Living Well with Ann Beal airs live every Wednesday morning at 7 a.m. Pacific Time, 10 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. We can't wait to see you again next week. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.